0: Hey everyone, so the more I think about how this medicine works, um, the more I sort of understand it sort of little by little, um, what its power is, and I get now all these huge religions etc and the power they have, because what you get when you do this medicine is you get the key to consciousness. You get the key into another dimension, an energetic dimension. And that's the gift. You know, whatever you find <laughs> there, which for me has been pretty horrific, um, is still an understanding of who I am. All right. So I would say this is a very small dimension and limited and how this medicine differs from all medicines. And certainly in the West, we don't have a medicine to unlock. Well, I suppose you have ketamine and all these things. I suppose it's similar. But with this ayahuasca, you really get not only an entrance into this other dimension, but you're accompanied and you're given wisdom and understanding and connection to and a really a thorough understanding of who you are. So that's the medicine, that's the gift, right? That's really, I mean, the fact that it unlocks consciousness allows you to heal all sorts of diseases which have come from not knowing, right? Like cancer, like Parkinson's, all these diseases that show up. The Shipibo or the shamans say, you know, it comes from unresolved trauma from you know keeping secrets from sort of being living in dishonesty with yourself blockages terror all sorts of emotional stuff because we're one living energetic being that you know if one hits if one thing is damaged it affects everything it doesn't just happen in one place it happens throughout the whole system and so it's it's whole you become whole in this healing So, I would start out by saying what it does, it unlocks your ability to get into this other dimension and world in which there is a lot of wisdom and understanding, in which there can be a lot of healing. I remember quite distinctly in my first ceremony down in the jungle with the ayahuasca, um, the minute they started singing those Icaros, it was like a code, a password, into this other dimension. I knew that place. I'd forgotten about it, but I knew that place. And immediately when they started singing, I was in. I was this little bird flitting around as one in the whole in the whole sort of pulsating thing of this whole natural world. And the minute the first event was uh, abuse happened, I was severed from it. It was like I was thrown out of the kingdom and, you know, pulled into the lair of the dark, into hell. And that was literally my first ceremony, was here's the password you've been looking for, here's the place that you've left, which is oneness that you were stolen from. It it shows you everything. And here's the first event that stole you into this place. Now, you you don't know everything because it's almost like you're in this black room. And first you unlock and you realize you're, you know, this is, these are the events. And then, little by little, over seven years, she's cleansed and cleansed the whole place. So I know exactly, you know, what happened. I mean, she literally showed my father as an animal stalking my mother for prey. Right, the deceit, the manipulation. But for you to cleanse, <clears throat> this cleansing takes place as like, like dynamite blasts. Right, so it's a dam of stuff that you've refused, and it's a lot of stuff if there's been terror early on. So yet you have to keep coming up to these walls, and then they're dynamited by seeing them the me- the, you literally with the medicine you dynamite them and they collapse and then the, the energy flows and information is given and they're really difficult to face because they're really ironclad walls of refusal to the truth of who you are and so you feel, I mean I felt so sick I felt like death every time I'd meet one of these walls There was one point I had to, I just couldn't stand it. It was just all over my system. I couldn't, it was unbearable. I had to leave the the ceremony space. It was only one time, but it was just because my, my, the resistance to seeing the truth was so powerful. I did not want to see it. My whole body was built to resist the horror that I'd lived. So it takes time because you know, these are your survival mechanisms. I built these walls to survive. I froze those events for a reason. You know, the, the, the wall of terror around the events were there so I would never go into them. They were walls of pure terror built like, you know, Russian submarines. President's not such a great challenge, but really like impenetrable walls. So when you go up, when you're brought up to it and you're like, you have to say yes to it. And that's the difficult part because you don't want to. And that's why the medicine keeps pushing you up against that wall, to so dynamite it down. And then it's like, whoosh, the fr- flush. It's like, you know, the the river just flows through it. And as and as energy is released, so you see the truth, you live the truth. There was one where I was so sick, so fucking sick. I felt so bad. And once I puked and puked, and you, by the way, you're not puking food, you're puking energy, so it's just like black liquid, it's like energetic. There was my father holding me, waiting to sell me. It was horrific. All these memories. Frozen. I couldn't possibly, a child can't possibly see the parent as a predator. That's a worse thing, right? Parents are supposed to save you from predators, protect you, not be the predator. And so what I recognized is the situation was so terrifying that I had to black out the truth of who he really was and invent a saint. That, you know, this downtrodden pauper that needed to be saved. I had to invent that and I had to shut off the truth to survive. It couldn't be that truth. Otherwise, I would. death was inevitable, right? So I had to refuse the truth of who he was. By refusing the truth of who he was, I then abandoned my soul, right? You abandon your divinity, your soul, your light because there's only darkness there so you make a contract with the dark with evil and to sustain and contain that you have to reinvent them and you have to shut down all your feelings and you have to literally like you know become a pretzel just shut everything down because as a child you cannot face the truth of that but you're in hell, right? And you're building a persona. You're reinventing them. You're building, you're stretching yourself to build something that you're not to accommodate the people who you've invented, right? And all of it's this massive fucking lie and you're just sitting there in resistance to all that truth, which is taking up so much of your energy, I mean, if you've got to, like, you know, you're in a kitchen with 10 boiling pots, there's not a lot of energy that, you know, it's all... They're not, you're literally stuck there. You're not going anywhere, right? Because the pots are always boiling. It's like dancing on hot coals. You can't leave because if you stop, you'll burn. So in one place, you're refusing all the horror that happened... And that's what I talk about, like this sort of ice block. So you're refusing all the horror. Around the ice block is the pure terror, which is like this wall of demons, which are terrifying you. So you're running away from it. You're doing whatever. And then you're accommodating. You have to not see them for who they are. So you have to reinvent them. So there you are again, you're blacking out. And then you're building a person to accommodate the person that you've invented to make them happy so they won't, you know, kill you. And on top of that, you're abandoning all of your natural infinite energy, right? It's a lot, it's a lot of resistance. A lot. Now, in this, in this dimension, you can't see. It's like the top of the iceberg. You can't see what's going on underground because it's all locked away in a past, in frozen events, in terror. That's terrifying, a little four-year-old. A whole, you know, entities of terror. I mean, they're real. They're not like, oh, it's in my... No, no, when you, when you sit in a ceremony, I mean, even when I'm not in a ceremony, they come up through me. You, you know, they're entities of terror. And then you're holding on to this persona that you can't let go of because you think, if I let go of this persona, I'll have no one. Now, I had none of this information in this reality. It doesn't matter how many shrinks, how many, you know, pills, et cetera. It does, it's, you're never going to get there in this reality. Because, of course, to survive, you've built massive armaments and massive walls and dams of refusal and resistance. So... If it's happened within a family, if you let that go, what happens? You have no family. Well, you never had any family to start off with. But here's the, the real problem. The child, in this severing, and there are two parts of the severing. One is, if you arrive as a piece of this divinity and you're, you know, this horror happens, then you're severed from the mothership, whatever you want to call It doesn't matter. Paddington, toads, it doesn't matter. There's a place where everything is coming from. In the darkness, you're stolen and used. and, And so that child thinks that there's no one here. It's lost its faith. Its heart's been broken. It's lost its faith. It's far away from home. It doesn't know it's far away from home because it's been trapped in hell. I mean, I can definitively say that the whole thing was pure hell. Pure, unadulterated hell. I was in hell. I didn't know it. There was no escape. It's like, you know, you see those images of little children, like, like, you know, two feet high, That you know, all these six-foot adults, right? You're just lost in this tree of evil. And you have no control. So what's interesting is that You know about where you came from because I had to keep refusing what was going on and reinventing this thing that I knew existed but had no connection to, which was love. It was completely loveless and manipulative, narcissistic in every single way. It was hell. Pure hell. And then the abuse. I mean, forget about it. Right, so you're severed from Source, you're ousted from the kingdom in a way, you're stolen from the light, and you live, you know, with rabid evil, and you have to agree to all this horror, resist, black it out to survive. It's like you're going against yourself all the time. You're refusing. You're accommodating evil and refusing your life force. You know, I remember when the Shapiba once said to me, you know, you abandoned yourself. I'm like, what do you mean I abandoned myself? Yeah. You're, you're, you're ref- when you accommodate the dark and you participate and you're woven into it and you're refusing what it did, then you are accommodating it and refusing your life force. You are resisting you. I mean, it's an, an untenable situation. But what makes it even worse is they show up as your fucking parents. So now you're really fucked. And that's the biggest trick of all. In the end, they're just, you know, spirits in meat bags, right? But in this reality, in this trick, it's they're your parents. You have options. You could become like them. I never did, thank the fuck. Or you can resist... What's going on, and keep pretending it's not happening. Somebody used to say, didn't like it, didn't happen. And keep building, keep accommodating them. You know, see what you need to see, invent what you can't, what isn't there. Keep really, you know, it's like, it was like sandcastles all day, every day, just reinventing, trying to make everything they do something bigger than what it is. It's like transposing music. You're always trying to invent what's not there. And so you become their PR team, I mean, they put the weight of their whole life on the shoulders of a child, the most unbelievable, horrific situation now, all of this is a journey all of this is you know are you willing it 's like you you and I, I really believe this metaphor is really it 's so real to me. It's like being part of this big chunk of stone and you can't get out. You're stuck there. They showed up as parents. You've built this persona, you know, in submission to them so you get a connection to them. You've refused the ugliness and the evil of it, the lies. You've abandoned your soul. You're, you know, keeping down the horror that really happened. I mean, it's a lot, right? It's a lot, lot. To live in, you know, a lie about. And the courage is to leave. The willingness to do whatever it takes to leave. And you don't know how to leave. You're not going to share this with anyone, right? How could you say that about your parents? They're really nice or something. Look what they did for you, right? It's all such a massive trick. So when you decide enough is enough, and usually the universe kind of throws you off a cliff and you're like, what the fuck? You're taken off the main road, you're taken into all of this. (coughs) (coughs) And you can't see any of it when you're in it. And what you can't do in this dimension because other apes aren't capable of doing it, they're just not, you know, because they have their own stuff. No matter if you're a shrink or, it's nothing to do with the brain. It's got nothing to do with intelligence. Nothing. How, what school you went to, what psychiatric thing you, read that's nothing to do with any of that shit. It's, they can't probe you if you're built like a, you know, Russian nuke submarine. You're built to survive that's like the first code it's the first code is most difficult to break so and you're stuck in this dimension in this realm so the medicine is the key to the another realm in which you can move between the past and the present and the future there is no time space there you can relive the events you can face the event you can it's like literally I've said this before it's like draining a lake and then the shit all comes out but you have to get in and you're not getting in if you're living in pure terror or you've been tricked or the parents have done the you know have done the horror and and again it doesn't even have to be I mean mine was specifically pretty horrific and it's like you're in a Houdini jacket you have to get out right but you don't know you're in a Houdini. I didn't know I was in the, the dark. I had no idea. They were wonderful people. <laughs> we will deceive ourselves for any connection. Of course, it's the first rule of any tribe. You know, nobody wants to be ousted from the tribe because they'll starve. They think that in the tribe, that's the only way they can survive. So they're willing to put up with the rules and regulations so that I don't die. I need to be part of the tribe So, and agree to the tribe if I'm to live a, you know, a regular life. Of course, you don't know you're in hell. I had no idea. I was so shut down. The trick by the devil was a big one. Okay? so you have to get out. That's it. This is the whole journey is. And it's a long journey to figure out how the fuck I get out of here. We spent many years in meditation and too many YouTube videos and gurus. And, you know, you're going to bump into a lot of dead ends. And one of the, the great things is, and of course, I realize now how all these religions figured this out. Like, they must probably did plant medicines. I don't know. But they realized that there was a lock into another dimension. And I would say that dimension, you know, the plants have been here 500 million years. We've been here 300,000. The plants have a closer connection to divinity and to creation. They've just been here longer. They have more information, right? We've been here 300,000, not really a drop in the ocean. So some ape realized that, you know, they had, they could get information on, in this other dimension and built a huge fucking religion around it in which they can control and organize and criticize and blame and do all the, you know, bullshit. You know, like they have the monopoly on the other side. Well, no, we all have it. When you do this medicine, there's no one sitting there giving you any information. You're you're connected to God. You're connected to the the other dimensions. There's tons of information and wisdom there. And you will receive it. Not through another person, but through plants in your own psyche, connected to this other dimension. They don't want you to know that. You, you know, nobody wants you to be that free here, right? That, you, that free? Are you kidding? You've got to pay me for giving you information, right? That's how it works here. And I'm going to control you, because only through me will you get to God. That's absolutely ridiculous, Some guy in a funny outfit on a pulpit telling you you're a sinner? For fuck's sake. It's barbaric. Nobody owns a monopoly to all of this, as you will see when you're in a a, a ceremony. You're a tiny little grain of sand in a massive beach of wisdom. I know nothing. I know the little bit that I've been given by the grace of God. God once I entered into this other realm. Why? You know, I did something terrible in another life, I've been told. You know, the darkness came to get me before I was even born. Perhaps I've had to, you know, work my way through all of this karmic shit to get out. I I don't know. I have no, I have no, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I've been on this journey to understand, to reconnect. And that journey took me through the deepest, darkest hell. What that means, I don't know. Everybody's having their own unique experience. But what it shows me is that we're not static, that we are fluid, right? That we can continue to evolve eternally, whether in this form or another form. That there are many dimensions. Certainly, I've only had the privilege of going into one. There might be 10 million. Well, I don't know. I don't usually believe anything unless I've actually gone through it. I mean, you know, I'm pretty skeptical. And this medicine is not a drug. It's a medicine. That is the key to unlocking consciousness or part of it, or some part of it. And of course nobody wants it anywhere because it's far too dangerous, right? You can't have people be free, like really free. That would be horrific. We need to control you and what you believe and right? who Who owns the, the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. So it's an unbelievable privilege to be able to get in, to unlock the mystery to like, I mean, I, I think I've been in the, the waiting room of it, I mean, I mean, and to see what's going on, you know, in this other dimension, which is sort of these epic narratives, and of course it's always about the light and the dark, it's about, you know, are you moving in this in fluidity, are you stuck, where are you stuck? I mean, I was seriously stuck, like I was bolted in. When I met these walls in ceremony and I had to see this information, the, the sickness was like death. It was like these resistances were like dying. I was like dying, it was horrific. Also, the great thing about this is it shows you that we're eternal, we're spirits. That's the wonderful thing about it. It's like you realize when you go through these experiences that death isn't such a big deal, right? It's all continues to move. There's no ending anywhere. That's I suppose that's it. It's just what state you're in. You know, is it, you know, water? Are you in ice? Are you in steam? Are you, you know, what, what's, it's just a, a different condition of the same thing. Death is not the end of you. It's just another, you know, here you're like, ice and then death is like you're in a state of steam do you go back to water I I don't know I'm just saying you recognize that this thing is so much bigger and it's a place where you don't really control anything (laughs) right so And you can't compare it to Western. I mean, Western medicines do what they do in in other phases, and and it's great. And of course, I'd go to a hospital if I broke a leg. But if you're trying to fix a trauma, or you're working with a psyche, or you're working with stuff that's happening in consciousness, there really isn't any medicine here to do that. And these doctors, and I call them doctors, energetic doc surgeons, have the keys to this other place of healing. And I was... I would suggest that it's the healing of psyche. And because you've entered these realms where you're shown all of you in this vast narrative and you can really see what happened and you can trace back everything that's happened, those events caused the disease, right? So, um... By reliving and expelling and seeing and surrendering and dissolving, they no longer have an energetic charge <clears throat> to poison you. Because eventually, my, you know, my feeling is that this continual refusal of your life poisons you. Right. You know, you end up with a horrible cancer or dementia or something. Eventually, you can't live your whole life in refusal of who you are. With these blockages, it's like ref- refusing life. It's going to rot inside of you, you're going to putrefy. So that's why it's important to go into these realms to know who you are, to heal, to heal yourself to know yourself, like really know yourself, you can't, if you haven't had any mirrors growing up that, or gardeners who have truly given you the space to grow into who you are, you don't, you know, we these, big, they're just like <clears throat> vacuums of dark, we don't, we can't see ourselves, there's just no way, we're blind, I call them blind spots, right, Because those places have been blocked, there's, you know, distress, there's suffering there that we haven't been able to deal with. So, in the end, the medicine unlocks you, opens up your psyche. You get a full understanding of the things that you couldn't see or you were too terrified to see. When you see them, they lose their charge. Right? You have to face them. It's terrifying, the whole thing. You're physically, you're energetically dissolved every time you meet one. I mean, it takes a while. It's been seven years. It's there's no, there's not like an overnight thing. And, you know, selfishly for me, I'm like, I, I'm going to do this because I do not, because everything is coming back, right? I'm not going to come back and relive this shit again. Right? I've got to deal with this. Okay, terrify me then. Okay, let's just... Feel death, right? It's just do this. It's, it's not easy. And they become aware. You know? You're not owned. You get your power back. They lose their charge. You may lose a whole family, but hey. If it's dark, that's not really a family, right? If there's no real love, that's no family. And you're reconnected to Source which is whatever you want to call it, God, light, divinity, Paddington, bears, I don't know, it doesn't matter. There's a reconnect to this energetic cauldron that includes love. And love is, the, you know, the source of everything, right? It's okay. Everything is just going to be okay. It's just not run by you. You know, you can have all your emotions back. You can feel anger, rage, sadness, disappointment, and joy and all the great things. It's okay to be you. Your soul is reconnected. Whatever that is. You want to sweep chimneys, you know, cut trees, whatever. I don't know. But it's that wholeness, right? In the severing, you're like in these different pieces holding, containing all this shit. It's like that all collapses and you come back. I think, I'm trying to think of a good analogy of what that looks like. When all the energy comes back together, right? It's all been separated and disconnected. Now it all returns to a central point. It all comes back to itself. And then you know, my feeling was, well, oh, you know, what do you become? Well, there's nothing to negotiate when you're centered. You're just going to do, you'll become a channel for this energy, right? You're going to do instinctively who you are, right? You're not, you have all your emotions back. You know, all these energies have no charge. They can't own you because once you face them, they collapse. They have no power over you. I mean, it's little by little by little, right? But essentially, you grow back up, So, you know, you return because you're aware, because you're willing to sit in the reality of everything as it is. Nothing can harm you. You brought back your children, you healed them. doesn't mean you don't die of course eventually another there will be another transformation into another form into another state there's no it doesn't preclude you from death from you know but you are made whole and what's interesting is that it doesn't stop there i think the medicine continues to give you information about everything in that dimension if you want it. So, all of it, really, is the medicine of unlocking consciousness. And, in that unlocking of consciousness, a lot of healing happens. Energetic dissolution. And, you know, and I, I, truly believe that these, this injury, this energetic injury causes many diseases. So we have to understand where these come from. And I think even if, I, if there was something I had, like a cancer or anything, I would go down to the jungle immediately because I've come to understand that everything comes from these blockages, from these unprocessed places. Whether it's trauma, or whatever, it's the place that we haven't we've had to shut down in ourselves. Which, you know, it's like any blockage in a toilet or whatever, eventually everything begins to rot, putrefy. It's like living with garbage in your system. And it's a you know, it's a fierce journey. Do not underestimate. This is a fierce fucking journey. You you better pick up your warrior hat to put on to go through this if it's been a lot. It's a lot of the beginning, but eventually it's uh yeah. Once you you take out the charge of all of this trauma through whatever, through rate, whatever in you know, it's a journey. You get your power back. You're because you're reconnected, that's all. You're reconnected to source. There's nothing fancy or spiritual or woo-woo or bullshit. It's just nature. I, you know, we love PR things, don't we? We love to, like, you know, build ritual and fancy shit about it. It's just nature. A magnificent, brilliant, mysterious nature. Bye.